and welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. You can find me on Twitter at Sterling Vermin or the internet at large at sterlingvermin.com. And my name is Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor, and I'm everywhere online at Dane in Danger. <sighs> Benjamin. Uh, yeah. I, how'd, how'd, you, how'd you sleep last night? Uh, never enough, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, longer than one minute, um, but never enough. Yeah, it, it, it always feels like everyone's catching up on sleep these days. Yeah, these days are really marked. <laughs> Unlike other days, past days. Unlike other days, yeah. Past days. The sleepy days. Sleep-filled days. We're doing this spell sleep. That's right. The classic. D&D classic. Classic. Benjamin, I think this is the first spell I ever cast playing in Dungeons & Dragons. It might not have been the first spell I cast, but it definitely was a spell that I have liked since I started playing D&D in like AD&D. It's a fun one. It's a very fun one. Well, it... Like most folks, I feel when they first cast this spell, they didn't read the whole thing, didn't realize how it worked, and it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> it's okay. We'll just skip this whole fight. I mean, that's surprising to me because there aren't many limitations to it. Like it's, it doesn't affect undead and elves and like pe- things that can't be charmed, but oh, you just tried to use it on like some big bad or something yeah. and yeah, you couldn't beat its HP. Yeah. Just right off the bat, I was like, oh, I'll just put him to sleep at level one. That's not that's not going to work. At level one, though, if you were fighting a monster that you couldn't beat with 5DH, that's kind of crazy because a monster that has more than that many hit points is probably going to kill your whole party at level one. I just remember it failing miserable and being like, yeah. oh, now I understand what the yeah. spell means. Yeah, it's an interesting spell because it it uses a mecha- I think uh, maybe color spray also uses this mechanic, and then no, it's nowhere else in the game where instead of uh, a saving throw, the spell just has you roll dice, add it up, and if you're beating people's current hit points, you afflict a condition. You inflict a condition on them. I think power word kill does this too, right? Where you have to be under. And power word kills just a straight. If they've got a hundred or less, they're dead. Right. Yeah. I guess I see that as like the, the threshold it's not a saving throw it's a it's a there's a threshold right. involved yeah. yeah i guess that's true it's just these other spells are still allowing for some dice rolling just in a different way i think they're i think it's really neat and i think it's kind of surprising that they only used it in in a couple spells in the game yeah 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 well let's go over the spell description sleep is a first level enchantment spell available to bards sorcerers and wizards it takes one action to cast has a range of 90 feet and a duration of one minute the spell text says this spell sends creatures into a magical slumber roll 5d8 the total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, ignoring unconscious creatures. Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by this spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. The sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest hit points. 
A creature's hit points must be equal to or less than the remaining total for that creature to be affected. Undead and creatures immune to being charmed aren't affected by this spell. I mean, I think the expected uses are pretty obvious and, and actually even came up before we started talking about the spell. It's about dodging a fight or about ending a fight early. You know, I yeah, think at least in, curtailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Often the best thing to do in a fight in D&D and in a lot of other games is to burn down one person at a time instead of instead of spreading out fire to focus on one creature at a time to just eliminate those actions from the board. Um, but this spell does an interesting thing where it actually gives you good reason to spread out your damage amongst multiple people because then you can drop sleep after you've hurt after you've hurt like you know if they're fighting like four kobolds hit each of them a couple times and then a sleep spell should finish the job um so that's kind of an interesting consequence i think of the spell changes up the strategy yeah but they're only asleep for a minute they're only asleep for a minute you know you tie them up or you take what you came for and you leave or i mean i guess if it's a monster maybe you coup de gras or something while it's unconscious but yeah i mean i think it's very effective I think it's really effective at early levels as you get into later levels where there are a lot of things that are immune to being charmed or are undead. It gets less useful. It's a early game spell. It is an early game spell. Hey, Benjamin, what would you say some of the unexpected outcomes are? So there's a few that came up. Um, the first thing that comes came to mind, I recently had a medical procedure where I was put to sleep. And so it made me think about how sleep could be used as a very short duration. I, I, I wrote in the notes anesthesia, but I'm not really sure that's the right way to put it. Like you could put, you could put somebody on, you can make someone unconscious, which is going to make some procedures easier or possible. If the procedure involves something like making an incision where your DM might rule it, that's hit point damage. And so wakes the creature up. Then you just have like multiple wizards around all casting sleep on you. To keep you asleep oh my God. like while the procedure happens. But then, of course, you'd need like an elven doctor or something so that the doctor doesn't fall unconscious while they're performing this like appendectomy or whatever they're doing. So I'm, I'm seeing the dentist room is yeah. more like a, a theater chamber and it's just a ring of elves all chanting around you as you're getting your molars. That's right. Filled. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. Uh, or soothing. <laughs> the the soothing lull of, of muttering and chanting in the background. Kind of ASMR. Well, it's elves, you know? Yeah. You like sure. to think of elves as trustworthy. Uh, and a little more elegant. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit higher taste. More elevated experience. Well, obviously, if you're employing all of these wizards to help you not feel anything during your procedure, you're also paying a little bit more for the service. For the service, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you would be paying out the nose uh, for, for this kind of thing. Where actually, I mean, all of the uses like that, you're going to be, are reserved for wealthy people um, because you've got to be able to pay enough basically to retain a wizard for the day, which is probably not all that cheap. I think a big part of other ways in which the spell might serve a utilitarian purpose really depend on whether or not uh, you wake up tired or groggy or if you just kind of, if when you wake up from sleep, you're just wide awake. It doesn't specify, so that's DM discretion. But like, if you wanted to jumpstart your sleeping, or if you were like a nanny or a wet nurse and you're just trying mm-hmm. to 
help the kids get their nap in. <laughs> so you jumpstart their naps with a with a little yeah. minute of sleep. Uh, I have thought about this. I have two young kids, and I have thought about this spell a lot over the last few years for just exactly that reason. Um, the number of times we're just like, if they would just go to sleep for one minute, like if I could just go to the bathroom or eat something or or anything. So yeah, um, I definitely think- I could do one uh, thing in my life. <laughs> yeah. So I do think for sure- um, childcare nannies, this would be a good spell for them to have. I even thought, so it, it you know, it makes the first thing that came to my mind was, was those, were those circumstances. But when I think really far back now, like when you first get a newborn home, their sleep schedule is crazy. They're like just taking like naps for a few hours and then they're up and it's really unpredictable and it's hard for the parents. If you could have like, I think they have like, um, for rich people, they have like a night nanny or something who will come mm-hmm. like when your kid is young and they'll stay up with your kid or something. I guess in the D and D in the D and D world, the equivalent of that would be a night nanny who can cast sleep, and so who can try to kind of start that process of night training or sleep training as as young as possible. Um, the feat magic initiate allows you to take a level mm-hmm. one wizard spell. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have all of these people essentially being magic initiates so that yeah, they no, don't be, have to be full wizards. Yeah. You it would it would be another one of the situations where you can work in childcare and then go to go get a special certificate in casting the sleep spell uh and then you get paid at a much higher rate once you get that certificate because that's important. In a similar vein, uh if you wake up groggy from it then there are certain sleep disorders that the sleep spell could be used to cure insomnia for example again you'd have to be pretty rich to because like it, if you were treating insomnia with the sleep spell that's like basically like you have a live-in wizard whose job it is to put you to sleep every night so that's going to rack up the cost pretty quickly but then that made me think if you're going to have somebody do that you'd probably have a whole a whole job like house mage that's got spells like sleep, unseen servant, tensors, floating disc, just stuff that would be useful to mending. have around the house. Yeah, mending. Uh, create, I think destroy water. Cleans things. Yeah, create, destroy water. Yeah. So there's a bunch of uh, just like low level spells. Um, Thaumaturgy just to open all the drapes at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty fun idea. Uh, we have, yeah. we've ta- we've we've gotten a lot of positions for hedge mages in uh in the show, and this is a new one. I think is is the the house mage that uh, just deals with kind of the affairs at your house. They're using unseen servant to clean. They're using sleep to either put your kids to sleep or help you get to sleep at night. Tends just floating disc when you have to move new furniture in or out. Easy, 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 easy. Like a like a, a head butler but more magical. Yeah. yeah. A real life Mary Poppins. Mm. I actually haven't seen that movie in so long that I, like she's a nanny, right? That's what she gets hired to do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there you go. A real life Mary Poppins or not real life, a D and D Mary Poppins, a real life fantasy D and D Mary Poppins. A little more, a little more medieval themed. Right. Although, one D&D is going to have um, guns 
as part of the core rules. So uh, oh. D&D is getting a little less strictly medieval, a little embracing, I think it's more anachronistic, uh, I guess modern anachronistic kind of fantasy. Um, so yeah, I don't think chimney sweeps or umbrellas are out of the question. Thank God. annoying sleep the army is approaching sleep 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 wherever whenever whoever sleep we can help let us help we will help Help you to to sleep. Mm. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Ah, sleep. Mm. Oh. Does not affect undead constructs of those of Fey origin. Only guaranteed for up to one minute. Additional charges for more casting supply. Sleep. So regardless of whether you wake up groggy or you're wide awake, one really reliable well on this show is how does this get used in law enforcement slash to do criminal activity? And uh, the good news is it works really well for those things. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So like... I mean, with just the smallest bit of imagination, uh, sleep makes any criminal's job a ton easier. Um, if you are a burglar, you don't really have to be all that worried about making a lot of noise or uh, slipping in unseen or anything because you just get in the house and then you sleep and then you just take what you want and you get out of there as long as you've got – I guess actually now that I'm thinking about what that sets up is a very funny situation where burglars have to carry one-minute sand timers. So that they right. cast the spell, put the flip the sand timer on the windowsill, and as they're like grabbing everything off the shelves, they're keeping their eye on the timer so they know how long they've got till they get out of there. That's pretty good. And uh, and just recasting it out of habit, maybe maybe they trained themselves to to count it in the back of their mind, and then mm-hmm. they just instinctively 
cast it periodically throughout. Yeah. There'd probably be some probably like criminals would have like a some kind of like auto sand glass turner so that they can like just it, it can count down, they cast it again and the sand glass automatically flips so they can Love it. just keep track. Some uh brass and glass with the uh, little springs inside. Yeah, absolutely. I see that. I see that. And then on the flip side, uh city guard could really use sleep to stop criminals in their tracks. Boom. And yeah. whoever else is watching. Yeah, and everybody else nearby. Yeah, that's right. High speed um, chases become uh slumber parties. You'd hear reports of a slumber party on the news instead of There was a massive slumber party on Main Street today. Tens of people all fell asleep. What I do like about that is that in the real world we have all these quote unquote non-lethal means of like controlling or policing, I guess. But that are are actually lethal. They're just like not as lethal as a gun, basically. Those sandbags and rubber bullets, they uh they pack a wallop. Well, they I mean they have they have and do kill people as well as tasers and tear gas and all that. So this is a genuinely non-lethal uh means of subduing people, which I think is pretty cool. Also makes maybe your city guard a little bit more sympathetic than uh <laughs> the uh, alternative. <laughs> the alternative. Let's yeah, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. The alternative. Yeah, and then, you know, worth pointing out is that in the monster manual, commoners have four hit points and sleep uh, sleep puts 5d8 uh, hit points worth of creatures asleep. So in general, you're going to roll a 5 or a 4.5 on each of those dice. So that means you're going to put around five and three quarters of a commoner asleep every time you cast it. So it would be highly effective in any situation where you're like not in an adventuring situation, but just in town and need to put either criminals or people or whatever else to sleep. Convenient. So your classic buddy cop duo is putting a crowd to sleep at a time. Tag teaming. And then uh, and then all the, the constables are magic initiates too. Yeah, I mean, there's really it no seems like everyone's slinging any, spells. There's really, <laughs> yeah, there's really no reason for anyone in a D&D world to not know magic because it's hecka useful. It's hecka useful. Hecka, I was going to say hecka, hecka useful, useful too. No magic, to be honest. Is that our first TBH. shirt? <laughs> That's our first shirt. It's hecka <laughs> useful to know magic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that could be the first first official Dispel Magic shirt. It would be highly accurate. And we're nothing if not accurate on this show. That's, that is correct. And if and if we're not, tweet us at Dispel Magic Pod on Twitter. No thanks. <laughs> Don't at me, bro. All of this culminates in a really out of left field direction. Which is that uh, because there are a couple races in D anD D, elves primarily, but I but I, I remembered at last minute. War this is true for Warforged too, and maybe someone else that I'm forgetting. El- elves are immune to being magically put to sleep, so this means that in like a human settlement where maybe or or not a human, but a, a settlement where sleep is used to to capture criminals, an elven thief could do very well for themselves. Because they're immune. So everybody is just going to pass out next to them, but not them. In the land of the snooze, the awake man is king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be more... I'm not 
familiar with the word snooze as a noun. Wouldn't it be like in the land of the sleepers, the awake man is king? Yeah, I guess that's a little more elegant. You're you've got much more elf in you than I do. Okay, so I'm it, taking I think the halfling it, approach to things. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a short it's a short jump from that realization that um, the sleep spell is very potent against most humanoids, but is completely doesn't work on elves. To think that sleep would actually be a huge part of the way the elves wage war on other peoples, because I you know elves are not. I, I I've very rarely I think are elves depicted as being bloodthirsty or wanting violent violence. I actually think in in a lot of media, elves are shown as kind of reclusive and not wanting conflict if they can just stay out of it. And so this spell really facilitates that because rather than get into a fight with um, the bandits who are who are around town or who are hanging out on the highway outside of town, they just send some people out there, cast sleep on all of them put them in chains and then send them off to wherever they came from. Much more elegant way to do things. Are you just going to describe everything that I say elves might do as elegant? Is this yeah, the new right. bit? Okay. This is it. Um, I mean, it also is an interesting way um, that elves might elves on border towns, like on the, like it in some fantasy settings, um, nations are, are more defined by like the fantasy race that lives there or whatever. If you've got, a fantasy setting like that and elves are all living together but they've got then they're of course going to have borders and then in those border towns they're going to encounter other kinds of humanoids and i would think then that would be heavily involved in policing there because no elven citizen it's useful is be, yeah it's yeah because it's useful <laughs> it, it it takes care of everyone that's not an elf and the elves aren't bothered by it at all boom it still has it still has a pertinence it is just interesting thinking that war could essentially be averted and elves having such long lives, you know, they, they don't care anyway. They, they just put everyone to sleep. Like we, we don't have time for this. Like we'll, we'll just wait this out anyway. If you guys start fighting, we're just going to put you to sleep. It, Yeah. It really, I think it adds to like, the kind of aloof and arrogant idea people have of elves where it's just where exactly what you're saying where it's like oh don't come here and start a fight we're just gonna put you guys to sleep and then send you off and like hundreds of years after you've died mad about this situation uh we're still gonna be doing our thing so sleep mad bro sleep mad (laughs) (laughs) so i do really like that and i mean i also think it would be fun to maybe center that to to play with how sleep being a cornerstone of the way elves interact with other people. I think that'd be a fun thing to explore to really closely associate elves and sleep is really interesting. Like maybe their protector God is also the God of sleep because sleep doesn't come for elves, but sleep comes for everyone else. So you can imagine he's got like a pillow for a shield and a big blanket cape. It's got hypnos energy from uh, Hades. Right, where's bed, a sleep oh, bed mask, bedhead all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be, um, that it, would be great actually if he's always wearing a sleep mask. Always wearing a sleep mask with with eyes on them, and and you mentioned that Warforge also right they they can't sleep. So the uh, relationship between elves and Warforge would be completely different. The elves would respect the Warforge in this very particular way, right? Where 
And they're warforged. They're made for war. Right. <laughs> yeah. But so there's this weird dichotomy there where it's like, well, y'all can't sleep like us, like in the same way we can't. So that's good. But you're also made for the thing we don't care about and try to prevent. Uh, Some interesting tension at at the very least. I don't know what to do with you, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can imagine that actually putting them in a position where... They could ally really easily, mm-hmm. but I could also see that going the complete opposite way of elves being are so used to being able to put their problems to sleep that when they can't put Warforged to sleep, they're like, I hate you. You just you don't just go to sleep when I'm mad. So does this mean that human races, would they just, is that why Warforged were created to counter this? That's a fun idea. That's a fun or I know for a fact that in Eberron that's not true, yeah, which is the set. Right. But, but that is a really fun origin uh, <laughs> idea is that humans were like, you're going to take us seriously even if we have to create an entirely new race of people for you to do that. We're going to capture souls. We're going to put them in fake bodies. <laughs> it's going to be real fucked up and it's all your fault, elves. You forced our hand, our, our artificer hand. Way to go. You elegant you know meditators. That's on you. And that's, that's on you. On you. <laughs> so the wars keep going, but it's all Warforged. Yeah. It's all Warforged and elves at that point. <laughs> oh, man. Rough. Rough stuff. I want them to be friends. I want them to be I like. I think they could just as easily be friends. I could just as easily see. I mean, I could just as easily see elves being like, it just come over to our side. Well, you know. We live in like trees and stuff and cast spells all the time. Why do you want to hang out with other people? Because I also think Warforged, I don't know what I would imagine. I haven't, I didn't look at this actually, but I would imagine Warforged pretty long lived. So they'd have a lot in common. The maximum Warforged lifespan remains a mystery. Okay. So probably like at least over a human lifespan. I think they're buddies. (laughs) Let's say they're buddies. Let's be positive about it. So we talked about. A buddy cop thing, or let's pitch a buddy cop show where it's an elf and a warforged policing a rough and tumble kind of New York City type th- type of uh, city, fantasy New York City, where there's all kinds of people who are who do succumb to sleep, and that's just kind of the what, what's the name of the show? Law and Orders. <laughs> See, I, I was thinking more of the like. Something to do Sleep. with Sleep. Uh, You're under arrest. <laughs> Done. You did it. Uh, and then the the police birds that are posted at every corner. Right. You, you revive them to see so that they can uh, recount what they saw before everybody went to sleep. Including them. Those birds get put to sleep pretty easy. Counting sheep. Something with that. I think the fact that this has devolved into a pitch for a TV show that's primarily a vehicle to come up with a pun about policing and sleep means that we've uh, reached the natural conclusion of this episode. Time to put it to bed. Night, night. If you have any other ideas about how to implement the sleep spell on your setting, please let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter at Dispel Magic Pod. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long. 
you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter, at DispelMagicPod. You can find Benjamin, at Sterling Vermin, and Dane, at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw.